Hello everyone and welcome to today's edition of Sunday Interviews. We have a special guest. As you know, on this channel, we try to report what's happening around Dover and border, especially with the illegal migrant boats coming in on a daily basis. But there's one person who spends a lot of time around that area trying to report what's not being reported by the mainstream media, and that's Steve Laws. Steve, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? No worries. I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, no, but thanks. So how's your weekend going? Have you been out and about? Uh, yeah, we was down the docks today. Uh, 39 came over today, but um, yeah, basically just down, spend most of my time down the docks filming the illegals come over. Yeah, um, you've been uh, tweeting and obviously uh, you do post a lot of videos, but you have also said, uh, and some of, some of your colleagues as well who do similar things as independent reporters, that you are facing some difficulties from authorities in terms of uh, what they want you to not report, right? Yeah, basically they've, they've filed an application for an injunction to try and stop us filming at the docks. What? Why? <laughs> Well, this is the thing. We don't know. It was only us that was served it, not the mainstream media, which is a bit concerning, really. That is quite interesting because uh, there are a couple of guys from the BBC, um, Simon Joins and, and the others who do uh, tweet. They go there and they kind of either send a video or you know, po post a picture kind of every now and then say, oh, today two new boats came in. No one really stops them, do they? No, that's the thing. They're, they're still allowed to do it, but we're not. And... It's because we're consistently putting out everything that's the truth. Yeah. They're only painting the narrative of a couple of children came over. Right. And that's not the scale at all of what's happening. So paint a picture because all, all we know uh, overall is uh, the boats are coming in. But the, the mainstream media aren't really telling us anything else. It's just that they, all they say is just coming in. We don't really know what happens when they arrive, what's the process. Uh, where they taken and uh, so yeah if you just give us an overview of what you've been saying oh, on a daily basis oh well basically like the border force will bring them in they pick them up mid-channel from the french because the french will escort them to the middle of the channel and once they've picked them in they bring them into dover and then they bring them through they get them processed in a little camp behind like a big fence and then from there they get loaded onto coaches and taken to hotels or houses now well and shared accommodation and places like that Right. And um, what's the vibe that you've been seeing? Because uh, a lot of people like Nigel Farage, when they are tweeting these sort of things, they are saying that uh, th these groups are primarily young, healthy and male. It's, it's about 87% of them are young, young men, basically. Right. And the, youth, the women and children are few and far between, but that's all you'll ever see in the media. Right. If two children came over that day, they wouldn't show you the 90 blokes that came behind them. Right. And, and it, is it for the border force and anyone who's there watching this, um, is it easy to differentiate um, you know, who, who could be a potentially a genuine asylum seeker? No, and who this could... is the thing. They're, they're, they're not genuine asylum seekers. This mm. is what most people have to get to understand. They're right. economic migrants. They're coming over in expensive clothes. It yep. costs a lot of money to cross the channel. In yes, exactly. Yeah. A lot more expensive than going on a ferry. Uh, these people are not poor people that are coming over. That's... Mm -hmm. And they're not fleeing war-torn countries. They've come from France. Oh, that's, I think that's a key point, um, which is still very underrated. Not many people talking about this. because It's uh, like nation shopping, really. That's, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah, because you know, the, the, the smugglers, they charge a lot of money. So the people who do happen to be on these boats, uh, they have had to save up at least or you know, spend a lot of the, the money they have on these. It's not like, you know, oh, it's going to cost £20 to cross the channel. Uh, <laughs> it's so, a lot of money, about £3,000 roughly. Wow, it's really, oh my God. Um, I've spoken to someone, they've said they've paid between three to four thousand pounds to come over. Yeah. Were you around on the day of, uh, last week when, uh, the couple of days when 
the border force actually went all the way to France to pick them up and bring them back. Uh, yeah, I'd have been at the docks on the day. I did, I wouldn't have heard it, but yeah, would have been on the radio. Yeah, they, that's, that happens quite often though. That's not a first time that that happens. Mm. It happens regularly, and it's not just us going into their waters. The French yeah. come into our waters as well. Right, right. But it it is interesting because uh, on, on the one hand, partly the the, the actual border, uh, legally speaking, that starts from Calais. Um, so we don't actually have to stop them when they get here. We could stop them right there by Calais. Uh, but why do you think the border force has just been, you know, well, not doing doing their job? Is it because they're complacent or they're lazy or they're just doing it on purpose? They've been told to go and pick them up. That's the thing. They're they're doing their job. That's 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 basically what they're doing. Not mm. we don't like what they're doing, but that's the, what their job is to do is to go and pick them up from the middle of the channel, bring them here, and get them processed. So why is it that the Home Secretary comes out to keep saying, you know, oh, this is outrageous, we have to change it, we have to do something about it, but nothing's been done. So why can't they be transparent? Who's actually in charge, by the way? Who's who's giving the command? Because you've got the border force, you've got the Home Office. Um, clearly, sometimes they say, at least they, they tell us, that the Home Secretary wasn't told. Uh, so is there one person, the head of, for example, the border, border force, or part of the Home Office who tells them that, you know, this is the policy that we have? But this is the thing. Nobody really knows who's giving what orders to right. who. There's like there's so many different agencies that are controlling the borders. There's like 11 different agencies. They've all got their own strategies. No one's really taking leads on what to do. So the whole situation just doesn't work. And no one really knows what they're doing. One thing is, when it comes to transportation, um, last year it was exposed you know, by you guys and Nigel Farage that Serco has a contract with the with the government to you know send them to bring them towards the uk the actual mainland um have you still seen them around are they still involved in this whole project soko oh yeah that they still run the operation but they delegate it through to smaller smaller companies and then they they hire their staff and it goes on it's it's a massive money trail sort of there's a lot of money behind this so okay from your perspective because you're there all the time uh, what is what what is the biggest problem and how could it be fixed and how, like how would you fix it because you know obviously you've got the actual french authorities not doing their jobs and as you said the border force are doing it yeah. on purpose how do we actually fix it this this whole border situation it, it shouldn't be it's, rocket science but certain know. agreements that we're tied to like the un 1951 migration pack and things like that and the refugee conventions mm -hmm. like there's a lot of without going into too many details there's a lot of packs that we could just opt out of so to say and then once we do that, the, the legal restrictions are there and are no longer there. And then we can do as we need to do and actually restrict them from entering the UK. Right. Just turn them back. As yeah. horrible as it sounds, yeah. just turn them back to France. That's the nation they came from. They shouldn't have come from there. Turn them back to French borders. If you keep up that process, eventually the French would have to tighten up their borders at the other end. And the process would eventually calm down and eventually stop. I, know if you, I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but when they arrive, do they actually confirm that they came from France or did they lie and say, oh, we came from you know, somewhere else? Like you know, the boat came all the way from Asia, for example. Or... Oh, like, this is the thing. Like you overhear conversations there. And for instance, I've overheard one of the border force say that somebody came and they've already claimed asylum in Germany and they've came over here after. So to claim asylum again. So these people have been all over Europe and wherever else. Like, there was Vietnamese people coming over recently. That's quite a long way away to come mm. here to claim asylum. Yeah. It kind of makes the whole system a laughing stock if you can go to the other end of the world. Yeah. To come claim on. There's a lot of nations in between. Hmm. It, it, are they, uh, have you been speaking to local people who live in the area? And um, are they, I'm guessing they should be frustrated, but what are they saying? They're all concerned. They, they have no idea why nothing's being done to stop it. They, 
they just don't understand what's going on. It just seems to be getting worse. Mm-hmm. The scale is already three times larger than last year. Yep. It's just out of control now, basically. Yeah. I mean, what what, what can we do? Like all the others in terms of, because obviously I, I'm, I'm an independent reporter too, but I, I live in London. Um, but in terms of spreading the news, of course, um, at the end of this um, interview, of course, I'm going to put your details in the description so people can actually find you and follow you. Um, but um, what else can we do to, for example, push the culture of media uh, to, you know, spread the, the words? Because, you know, no one really knows exactly what's going on. Is, are there ways that you guys are trying, for example, yourself to uh, share these uh, stories? Or We're just trying to consistently show everything that happens, like exactly how it happens, whether if they're there was a lot of children that came day, that day. We'd show a lot of children, but it's few and far between. It doesn't really happen like mm-hmm. that. But for examples, that's all we can do really is keep showing what happens and hope people with larger reaches can jump on and they can show what happens. Right. And hopefully the mainstream media will start talking about it honestly and how it's supposed to be spoken about rather than painting a narrative mm-hmm. that isn't true at all. Yeah. Um, Pretty Patel in the Home Office said recently that uh, they are they have started to every now and then to return some of the boats. Have you actually seen any boats or heard that no, actually be returned? I've, I've not heard of any being deported this year. Right. Over by boat. That is fascinating. She's deported um, foreign nationals like, yeah. that have been in prison, but nobody that's came over by a boat. It's very misleading the way she puts out all the information. Yeah, to be fair, that is true because we, we have heard uh, some some foreign criminals uh, being deported, but a lot of them still stay because of the you know the left wing activist lawyers and all the others who try to stop them. But the other, prob- the other problem as well is when one person comes over in a dinghy, they can also have the right to family reunification, which means it could potentially be eight people from one person of each dinghy. Mm-hmm. So say at the end of the year there's twenty thousand, mm-hmm. you could times that by eight as how many have came over for the year technically. Right. Um, the, the one thing is, I don't know if you or the other independent reporters, um, have you ever had the opportunity um, around Dover to uh, approach any of the actual illegal migrants to like interview them or to speak to them? Or, you know? In Dover, when they're getting processed and unloaded from the board of us, we tend to stay out of the way and not yeah, yeah. let them do their job and we just record what happens. But uh, at Napier Barracks, I've had the opportunity to speak to them and people have told us how they've came over or if we've seen a beach landing and we can speak to them when... We found them at a beach landing. What sort of things are you getting from them? Are, are they kind of usually the same sort of group of people in terms of like, you know, they are definitely here because they, they were told we will come here to get a better job? Uh, or did they say that, you know, oh, we had to leave because Assad is going to kill us or <laughs> in Syria? Mixed messages. Some of them just say they don't speak English. And then right. some of them will just tell you brief. They don't know what to say, basically. So yeah. I think they've been told not to say too much by the people. Yeah, yeah. That it, so, it, it is interesting because uh, everything that we've been hearing from Sky News and BBC, uh, to be fair, that there are a couple of people in the BBC and regional BBC report on some of it, uh, but of course not, not, not really the national ones unless you're on Twitter. Um, one big thing now coming out is uh, the press are now reporting on the fact that the Prime Minister is furious with Priti Patel and the Home Office. Um, do you think if, for example, Priti Patel is sacked, and someone else comes in, they could fix it? Or is it it's kind of more than just Pretty Patel? The problem goes deeper. I think the problem goes much deeper than Pretty Patel because there's a lot of packs and laws that need to be changed and legislation that needs to be put in place mm-hmm. before we can do what needs to be done. So sacking Pretty Patel would just be sort of a, a just a, like to please the crowd sort of thing. And then the next person will just be thrown in the firing line until someone action's actually taken. Basically, yeah. they've got a majority, they need to use it. That's 
that's the thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like they don't feel that pressure because then on other political issues, because they feel the pressure, even with Brexit at the time, they felt the pressure. So they were like, we have to deliver it uh, or right now with other things. Uh, but I just feel like because they don't feel like it's their priority. Uh, if they do feel it, the actual kind of public uh, kind of support for it, then they might start doing something about it. But right now, apparently, it's not really a big issue. Uh, eventually, this thing is going to implode. Um, and uh, you know, that get worse. this is the yeah. thing the incentives are always going to be there for these mm -hmm. people to come over so it won't stop yeah but you know, obviously you you will continue uh, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> on a daily basis <laughs> your work where can uh, people find you on twitter give me your handles and everything uh, it's just steve underscore laws mm -hmm. underscore basically so if you search steve laws it should come up brilliant and is, is there another one or um, there's another person you could like um, XXTW. She also covers it daily. She's another person that's worth keeping an eye on to keep sure. up to date. Oh, I might get in touch and bring him on the show as well. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, no, yeah. but thanks again for everything you're doing because uh, otherwise, you know, no one else in the mainstream media are doing it. So that's why I thought it was good to bring you on uh, to tell our viewers what exactly is going on. Yeah, no thanks again. Have a good night. Take care.